doing a special one tonight. I don't know where everybody here is from. I am from the East Coast. It is, let's see here, 2.17 in the morning. I got my rum and coke. It's been one of those days. It's, it's, it's been a stressful day. Um, my first time having a rum and coke with white rum. Uh, it's different, but I got my limes, and I just, you know, life, unfortunately, some days, uh, it's just a roller coaster, and today's been a roller coaster for me. If you know anything about me, I hate roller coasters, and I don't do them very often. I worked at an amusement park for most of my college uh, life, and I don't, I, I spend a lot of time around <laughs> roller coasters, and I just, I'm not a thrills man when it comes to stuff like that. Um, this, this rum tasting pretty good, two in the morning. But yeah, life just, well, I, I mean, I get people, people love, love roller coasters and people love the excitement of life, I guess. I just, it's, you know, it's, it's, there's days, but it, it always, it always moves along. So this is an episode where, I figured I'd talk about some things I, I don't normally talk about. You're used to, I guess, hearing me interview people, but I figured for once I'd try to interview myself in a sense. So normally when I interview people, we have uh, a number of questions that um, they ask me or I ask them. And I actually have some here, so I talk and kind of answer some of these questions uh, that I was given from some. Some are more serious uh, than others. Let's see. (laughs) So we'll do some of these. Uh, It's just been, you know, Halloween's around the corner. You know, as I said in the last podcast, I do love that. Call me old-fashioned, but I still enjoy Halloween. <laughs> um, I, I do like to say that, you know, shouts out to everybody who listens to this and everybody that uh, continues to come and grow. I, I really appreciate it. And the, sh- the show does best that way. We have some great guests coming up uh, this next month. We're actually going to be changing the podcast, and it's going to be a, a spooky uh, chatter with Chad. And well, that'll be interesting for the Halloween Well decorate some things here uh it's some of these questions some of these are goofy so these are the questions that uh i never answered because normally i'm the one questioning people Uh, what kind of secret society would you like to start Mm, one of just chatter with chad uh, guests and fans i guess oh it's strong. That'd be a that'd be a good secret society. Uh, is cereal soup? Why am I not? Well, life's a soup. You just mix it up in a big old pot. What is the sexiest and least sexy name? Oh, this is a tough one for me. See, growing up, I spent a lot of time with friends in this uh, amusement park, and there was this game. It was 
uh, Bertha, and he used to just throw balls in Bertha's mouth. And I'd have to say sexiest name by far, Bertha takes it for me, just from trauma from a childhood and games. Uh, least sexy name? Hmm. <sighs> Margaret, I guess. Yeah, Margaret. Um, can't say I ever got down with a Margaret. What's the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? Joe Grizzle. Oh, Joe Grizzly, let me pass this beast in peace. Uh, what is the funniest joke you know by heart? Um, I'd have to say that would be the, the one that comes to the top of my mind. Uh, have you ever had crocodile? I hear it tastes like alligator. Uh, that was a joke that was told to me by Irv the Perv. Um, God rest his soul. Uh, cheers to him. I'll have another drink. and uh, yeah, I'm sure he's here drinking with me. 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? I think common sense. What's the best type of cheese? One of the dumb questions. Like a belly button. <laughs> that leftover just trash in the stomach. Toilet paper over or under? Over or under what? My balls? I'm confused by that. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> over or under the, the roll? I guess I don't care. See your what was the best inside joke you've been a part of my childhood? Yeah. Uh, in one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? That's a good one. How would I sum up the internet? Whackable. Hmm. Yeah. What is the funniest corporate business screw up I've heard of? Well, this one's not really a corporate business screw up, but a funny story about corporate businesses, I guess. Uh, here in my hometown, there was a time when a group of people decided to play an April Fool's joke and, uh, in a farm in a really wealthy neighborhood around where I live, they put up signs that Walmart would be coming soon on uh, April 1st, the, uh, couple, like two days before the, uh, the council meeting and the, uh, council meeting was packed with people complaining about this Walmart coming into this rich uh, development of like million dollar houses and here it was all a practical joke so I think that's a funny uh, corporate story uh, what would be the worst thing for the government to make illegal what would be the worst thing for the government to make illegal huh. I don't really know peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter what would it be nut juice everyone knows that I started watching, there's so many shows to watch nowadays with the streaming services and stuff, although everybody's jacking up their prices. I'm a drama type of man when it comes to TV shows. I don't know why, but I I love it. And uh, I just got told about the new um, Love is Blind episode. I don't know how many people here are familiar with Love is Blind, but um, basically it's it's like the epiphany of bad dating in a sense, but I, I love the drama and I love watching the show. And I guess it opens up the question, is love blind? And I, you know, I think that's a complicated question. I think there's a lot of things to take into account. I think that uh, I wouldn't say love is truly blind. Um, I think it's, it's, it's all over the place. You know, I, I, I think that it's important to, 
you know, when it comes to relationships, maybe I'm not the one to be handing out relationship advice, but I think that you need, you need an emotional connection with somebody. I think, um, I think you need, you need like a personal connection with somebody. And I think you need a sexual connection. I think there's three things to make a long lasting relationship. And I can dive into each one in my, my personal opinions. Again, I'm no expert, but like, I feel like if, if you're not sexually compatible, then it, it just opens up the door for bad things. You know, if, if one partner wants something and the other partner doesn't in a sexual nature, I feel like it's only human nature that it's a matter of time before they try to seek out and find what they're looking for. Um, and I, I think that that's where a lot of cheating in a sense gets, gets wrapped around. But I think another aspect of this is, like I said, the emotional connection. I think you have to be emotionally compatible with somebody, you know, everybody, everybody deals with stress and pain and everything differently. You know, when I have a, very stressful day. I come home and pour a huge glass of rum and coke, and I come up and I film a special podcast episode. Not not everybody can do that. Um, some people have to deal with stress differently, and everybody has their own coping mechanisms. And I feel like if your coping mechanisms don't necessarily match or, in a sense, connect with stress and just dealing with emotions... Uh, you're going down a, a bad road there, the arguments, and just we, we circle back to kind of what I got into with the, the sexual aspect. I think the last one is, like, you have to have a genuine personal, like, connection. Like, you, your personalities have to come together. If, you know, one of you is an avid hiker and traveler and the other one is a stay-at-home, you know, Netflix watcher, there's going to be conflict down the road, you know, maybe not at first in that honeymoon stage where everything's hunky-dory and there's no problems. But when you get to this point of almost, in a sense, uh, more seriousness, yeah, you're going to run into problems, you know. You're, you're going to start neglecting and, and looking things in a different light, you know. And that scenario I gave about the uh, the, the streamer and the, you know, athletic hiker is that, if you're not, if you love traveling and you like hiking and that's what you do, and you date somebody that just wants to sit at home and and doesn't want to go do that, that's going to start weighing down on you. That's going to start affecting you in a negative sense. You know, you're you're going to almost see it like, this is what I love doing and now I can't do it because of them. And if I'm not with them, I can do what you know it is that I want to do. And I think that's very important. And I think all of these things also have to do with people's personal time, you know, that's something I think that's overlooked a lot is that, you know, you might have interest in somebody, but they're in a different part of their life in a sense, you know, maybe they're not looking for something serious. Maybe they're not looking for this, you know, and you're looking for that. And I think that's a, uh, can, can play a, a mind games in a sense, because it's not necessarily that you can or won't. It's that it's, it's just not currently in a sense possible. But um, that's just that's my take on that. I, again, it comes back. It's just a huge roller coaster, and you know, we'll drink. There's a lot of crazy shit going on. I haven't even really been paying attention. I know I keep seeing stuff about just shut down. I guess looming and stuff in the government, and um, just just a lot of things going on, and. Uh, 
I haven't really kept up to date with those. I, I need to get better with that. Um, I have, and like I said, I've been I got caught up. I think I, I watched the first episode of the new Love Is Blind series. It just baffles my mind. It blows me away. It's like I watch that Ninety Day Fiance pretty regularly. I love. I, I do like that show, and I and sometimes things just blow my mind. I I knew somebody. I know somebody. I, I shouldn't say new. I I still to this day know somebody who is is in a situation like that. He has uh, a fiancé overseas who he's been engaged to now for like six years, and he's in in, U, in the Ukraine. <laughs> and to this day, even with the war, she's still not coming over. And it, it's, it's crazy to see this and then watch, you know, you watch 90 Day Fiancé and you see that this is more common than just people you know, and it, it gets crazy. It's baffling. That's good. Oh, that's a good. Ooh, it warms you up. Ugh. Um. Yeah, we got we got some good guests coming up, and maybe even get into some more some more games and and stuff like that. And we talked about doing a segment uh, where we ask some questions that. Uh, with people I, I've known for a long time uh, that I have on here from time to time, where we do a question and answer or drink type scenario where we have each one writes like six to ten questions about the other and asks them, and you either answer them or you take a shot if you don't want to and hopefully loosen up a little bit and start answering them. So going back to kind of what I did before, let's look at some of these questions that people had prepared for me, but uh, we either didn't have the time or... We just didn't get to. Let's see. What would be the worst buy one, get one free sale of all time? Me. You don't want to get one free. Buy, buy, buy. If life were a video game, what would some of the cheat codes be? I don't fucking know. What is the funniest name you have actually heard used in the real world? Actually, um... Well, let me think about this one, because I definitely have a good answer for this. The funniest name I've ever heard actually used in the real world. I, I, I just I feel like I just recently ran into this. I did so going to <laughs> going to dumb me. Um, I did have a situation not too long ago. I won't dive into the details, but basically I was dealing with these tourists, right? So I'm talking, I'm talking to these people. They're tourists. They just came to the country. They came here from, um, Australia, right? So, uh, they, they tell me this. I'm like, Oh, you know, how do you like in the States? They're like, good. They, I said, Oh, where are you from? They're like, Oh, we're from Australia. I said, Oh yeah. I said, um, Australia, that's, that's awesome. I've never been there. And they were like, Oh, and I said, yeah, yeah. I said, I have, I have family that live over in Germany. I've never gone and seen any of them. And I was like, uh, I, I always wondered kind of what it was like. And they all just dead stare at me. And no one goes, um, well, Germany is far from Australia. And I like looked at him and I was like, yeah, I like, I understand. Like, I'm thinking like, you know, at the point I'm sitting there thinking like, what do you think I'm an idiot? But then I was like, well, I guess I did. I did kind of lead into that with a dumb question in a sense. Um, but I said, uh, in my argument, I, they're all like the same. <laughs> they all fall under the queen. 
a king, I guess now. Yeah, that's right, king we have. Um, what are some things that are okay uh, to occasionally do, but definitely not okay to do every day? Drink. <laughs> Drink, drink, drink. I drink when I do this podcast, and especially when it's just me. Hopefully you're listening to this and having a drink yourself. Um, what would be the creepiest thing that you could say while passing a stranger on the street? Well, this is a funny story. Going back to my days, a friend of mine, his name's Michael, um... We oh we used to have so much fun when we were kids. At the time, I thought I was like a stand-up comedian. Like I thought I, I should have been put on a TV show. I was just a dumb teenager doing stupid teenager things. Looking at it now, but at the time, I thought I was hilarious. And I remember we did, we did a number of things. But I remember the one thing we did was um, <laughs> we would uh, <laughs> go around and we would walk by strangers and just say the most strange things like the, the goal was to just like the goal was obviously for strangers to purposely just hear a snippet of a conversation but that snippet of the conversation was purposely um said by us for them to hear um to throw them off and and throw them into and the one was i remember we went to starbucks and i bought a piscotti and i had it and we would just walk around and when somebody would get like we, you know, we'd, we'd just walk around and talk normal, have a conversation. And when we would get into like earshot of somebody where they could definitely listen into what we'd say, I would just say to him, yeah, trust me, man, I could fit this whole, uh, I can fit this whole thing in my mouth and I'd hold it up and be like, and I won't even choke. And the looks you would get from people, it was just hilarious. I mean, we said so many stupid things. Uh, speaking of him, a funny story I was thinking about the other day, uh, we were at a promenade. We were walking around, and there was this business that uh, I guess it went out of business. It was like a, a vacant store, and the window was dirty. It was filled with like dirt, and there was all these names and stuff written in it. You know how people write their names and stuff. So uh, the guy was same same Michael. <laughs> he he goes he goes over. He goes hey. He's like, let's let's write something on this window and mess with somebody. He goes, go in your contacts and get me a phone number. And uh, he goes, I'm going to write on the window, you know, call for a good time, and I'm going to put this phone number, right? So I go into my contacts. I search his name. So he's standing there, and I give him his number. Like, I just read it to him, you know, number by number, and he writes it on the, on the window. He has no clue. Um, we walk around. We end up going to dinner. While we're at dinner, I mention it to him. I said, hey, yeah. Uh, I, I said to him, that'll be so funny when that person gets a phone call. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Well, sure enough, like a uh, couple days later, I'm talking to him, and I find out that he was getting a number of phone calls, and he was very confused. And then he ended up uh, putting two and two together, and he's like, you gave me my own fucking number. And he's like, that wasn't somebody else. He goes, I wrote my own number on there for people to call. Um, I remember that story. I thought that one was uh, was quite the comedical experience. Let's see here. Some of these ones. Something is really popular now. What is something that is really popular now, but in five years, everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by? 
Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Let's see. Um, I don't. I, I do. You know. I think about. Obviously, as I talked about in the podcast previously, I I do some some work on fixing up my house and and doing some stuff uh, in in that aspect. And the one thing I always do think about is when I'm ripping up walls and ripping stuff apart, I, I think like this is like I'll be ripping apart a wall from you know. Uh, probably like 50, 60 years ago, and I'm complaining about what they did, and I'm finding things, and I'm like, what idiot did this, and why, why would they do this? Like, this makes no sense. And then I rebuild things, you know, and put in my own things, add stuff, you know. And it makes me stop and think, like, in 30, 40 years, is somebody going to be ripping my work apart, complaining and looking at something and being like, oh, my God, I can't, because I, like, rip something, and see, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm surprised the house didn't burn down, you know, with the, with how they did this and then I do it what I like what I currently you know think is the right way and it makes me think like in 20 30 40 50 years 60 years is there going to be some new method and they're going to rip this wall apart and look at this and be like oh my god I can't believe some idiot did this so I do I do think about that quite often I had to I had to use some of my skills creatively with some of the work I've been doing the haunted house. We've been trucking along with that, and it's going good. I love the holidays. We're we're planning on having a nice cold alien room, but uh, there it might turn into a Christmas. We we had these red and red and green, uh, red and green lights, and I we started saying the only thing the room's missing is aliens and Santa Claus. But uh, God. We only have a couple days until October, don't we? Let's see here. Oh, God. End of this week. Next next week? Next week uh, on the 4th, I believe it is, 4th of October will be should be our first haunted episode. Uh, we have a great, great guest on there. He'll be, he's a riot as always, and I'm sure you guys will love him. Uh, he cracks me up a personal personal close friend of mine uh, family as well he's hilarious uh, let's see here let's look at the news let's see what's going on. I haven't even taken time my my week's been so stressful I haven't even taken time to stop and look at the news let's see here is this strike over yet can we writers union Hollywood Studios reach a tentative deal to end oh thank god Thank God, I need my shows back. <laughs> it came to a deal. Is government shutdown coming? Well, at this point, I, am I the only one? I feel like I feel like every three months I'm hearing about this government shutdown. Like I don't. It, it, how many opportunities does our government have to shut down? Like I don't. Is I feel like it's just been. I I remember. I remember the first time our government shut down uh, recently, which, you know, I was younger. and I remember how big of a deal that was, and I remember when we got close to it and how blown away everybody was. And I feel like since then, it's like uh, like every six months, I'm reading some article about how we're going to shut down. The government's going to shut down. Everybody, the government, the government can't pay their bills. No fucking duh. Look at who's running it. 
half of these politicians are these 70s, 80-year-olds. They can't even write a goddamn check. That's uh, We're running into this, you know, young kids nowadays don't know how to write a check, and half of our lawmakers can't write a check. So uh, that's why I hate places that still only take you. Some things, especially when, you know, I live in this small town, and there's some things you have to pay for check with. That makes life, like, you make life so so hassling. Like, I, I don't carry checks. I don't have checks. Like, when I need checks, I have to pay for them. It's not, it's, it's. I feel like it's, it's I, like when I'm writing a check, I might as well hop on the wagon and go head over down the happy trail to the west to try to find gold. Like, all righty, let's see here. Clean up of Seattle's only river could cost Boeing and taxpayers $1 billion. Talks over who will pay most are secret. Oh, no fucking. Oh, my God. What? Are you kidding me? The U.S. government's keeping their talk secret from us? Oh, my God. This must be bad. They never do that. Wake up, people. Hmm. Oh, let's see here. Do, do, do. Six years after leaving her family, I don't care. I was 10 years old when I learned these six. Oh, I hate that. You know, the worst ones are, I hate those news stories where it sounds interesting. And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, you know, that's interesting. And then next thing you know, it's like there's 50 freaking ads that pop up on there. And none of them are good. This this rum started to kick in. This is a good local rum. This is it's white rum. I don't normally drink white rum. I'm I'm more of a uh, dark rum type of person. So this is my first taste at a at a white rum. Other than when I order my Captain and Coke at the bar and they give me. I'm sure that that's white. It's got a different taste. Yeah. I'm sure maybe you might not be able to, if you drink rum a lot, you, there's definitely a different taste between the two of them. Stressful, stressful day. Thank God I got this podcast. Kind of just relax and, you know, take in, take in everything, kind of just brush the day off. This, this project keeps me sane, keeps me fucking sane. Let's see here. Let me look at my list. Are there any more questions that I never answered? Let's see. If you were transported 400 years into the past with no clothes or anything else, how would you prove that you were from the future? No clothes. So I'm naked. Uh, what a question. So take me back 400 years. I'm naked. And I have to prove that I'm from the future. Hmm. Maybe I would. That's a good one. Well, they'd be able to tell when they see me naked. They'd be like, nothing this large has come around in a long time. (laughs) We heard about this in 400 years. That thing's huge. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm just like everybody else. Uh, Let's see here. What is something that you just recently realized that you are embarrassed you didn't realize earlier? 
Um, what's something you so what's something that you just realized recently realized that you are embarrassed and didn't realize earlier? Um, I'd have to say it's kind of uh, I'm just realizing now how many unanswered questions I uh, that people have given that I've never brought up or answered on here. If you were held at gunpoint and told that if you didn't impress them with your dance moves, you would be killed, what dance moves would you bust out? Oh, my own. I would listen, I'd shake up a dance floor. For those of you who haven't had the luxury, the honor to see this bust out some moves, I'd bring them all, you know, the lawnmower. For those those of you going way back in time, uh, back to the high school days, you all know my, I did the leaf blower, um, the, oh, the leaf blower, um, let's see here, there's the weed whacker, um, there's so many good moves, there's so many good moves, you just see it, uh, you have to, you have to catch me out in the club, catch me, catch me in the paint, as the young kids would say. Look at my drip today. R.I.P. that. Oh, let's see here. What would be the coolest animal to scale up to the size of a horse? What would be the coolest animal to scale to the size of a horse? Hmm. I don't know. Horses are pretty big. What sport... Would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to. Now this one, uh, cornhole. I would say if I dance that one, and me and me and my nephew, or me and one of my cousins, uh, we were talking the one time at a at a family function about having a corn. Like they need to have. If you watch professional cornholing, everybody's so damn good. And I said like. They almost need like amateur cornhole where like people are just really bad and like like me like people like me where you watch it and like is he gonna hit the board? Who knows? Like my problem with the with the professional cornhole is like these guys like they almost always make it and they very very rarely make any type of mistakes. Whereas like you give me some booze in a cornhole field and I feel like. Uh, I feel like it's a different setting in a sense when it comes to stuff like that. And we were talking about how um, uh, we we thought it would be like hilarious and we just have a, a corner. And what was even funnier was, I mean, it's one of those things you kind of had to be there, but they, we had a, there was a dog boss and he would walk around occasionally. And every now and then he would walk uh, by, like between the cornholes and he, would, he had a leash on and his leash would pull all the bean bags off. And we said that we need to have a cornhole game where everybody drinks and we're all amateurs and not very good. And you have that dog and you allow the dog to clear the board so that it is very possible at any time that the board could get the board could get cleared and you have to in a sense start over that way. So we did that was something that I always thought about getting started, but 
It would be hilarious. I just, like I said, my problem with the cornhole is they're all fucking good. Like, they all play so good. Where's the amateurs like me? Like, put somebody in there once who isn't the best. And, I, you know, if I throw it, am I going to make it? Who knows? Like, it's it's in God's hands when I throw that sack. Like, when you just see me handle, like, throwing that sack across the air, it's like, you never know what's going to happen. Ayo. <laughs> Let's see here. If you die and find out that everyone gets to choose a 12 foot by 12 foot square to stand alone for eternity with that. What what a dumb question. Over time you replace part. Another dumb question. Let's see here. Sorry. You, I don't know if you can hear. You probably can hear. I got all these papers in front of me. I think we went over our four fucks maximum. I think I'm going to get the explicit E. This episode's brought to you by Explicit Talk. If that's a real company, I take that back. Let's see here. Said that. Uh, what's invisible but you wish people could see? My just f- cares in life, like sometimes I, I, I'm in a sense envious to some people that you know take things so seriously. Because sometimes I, I wish I took things more seriously, but I just really could. I, how do I put this? I just really could care less. Like I don't. I know people that really care about. Like they 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 get really stressed out kind of in a sense about what people think about them and you know, where things are going. I could care less. I never cared about that. Like it's, it it is what it is. People come and go like that. That's what I was just talking to somebody about today. And I said that like life's like an ever changing spinning fucking door. People come and go like a, like a store. All righty. Let's see. I don't want to drag this along too much. Let's see. Any more good ones? What mythical creature would improve the world most if it existed? If they could clone me. I'm a mythical creature. Let's see. Uh, Yeah. I get to go go in in a couple days to see my mama, uh, Mama Glyce. Um, so that'll be interesting. Go help her out around there and get some stuff done. I went back to the old days. I remember I was telling this story today. So growing up, uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but th- this went late. It's, it's funny because as, as a teenager, there wasn't a lot of control over my life in a sense for my parents. But later in life, it's like it, it, it's like my, my mother more or less was trying to grip onto that like last nat- notch of control. And I remember, like, um, the one pet peeve was, uh, and this isn't even that long ago. We're talking, like, a couple, just, like, a couple years. I was, you know, in my early 20s. Uh, God, I'm old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even want to think about that. But um, anyways, uh, I was in my early 20s at the time, and I remember my mom would just barge in the room to t- tell me, like, tell me things, like, Something would happen, or they need something, or and she would just barge in the room, and she would get so angry if the door was locked. And I was telling, um, I had these like angle doors, and uh, 
there was no lock on them. They were like swinging doors. So what I used to do is like because of this intrusion, you know, it's like it's like living with a, a SWAT team, and you never know when they're going to come for your warrants. Um, I I would put a belt around the door and lock it when I would like change so that you know it would catch somebody's attention before they walked in. And I remember the one time I had come home from work, I'd gone up, I think I might have taken a nap and I was getting changed. And I think it was like dinner time and my mother was coming up to tell me dinner was done and went and like pushed on the doors. And when she pushed on the doors, they just kind of moved, but they stopped because of the bell. And my mom just like started body slamming into the door and screaming and yelling. You would have thought I like, you would have thought like she smelled like crack coming out of the room or something. She was like busting down my door. Like the police don't even... uh, bust in that that event and then i finally was i was like give me a second give me like i'm I'm getting dressed i got dressed open the door and it turned what the hell are you like why are you locking this door i'm like yeah i'm i'm 24 years old like i'm gonna lock a door if i want to it's <laughs> those were the days you know i you you one of the things, I, I think there's a couple things they don't prepare you for in life, but one of them is definitely, like, I, I remember kind of vividly when I was a senior in high school, getting ready to graduate, you know, we're weeks out, and I remember my one teacher who I actually plan to have on the podcast, I, he'll, he'll come on, he'll be, he's a tremendous guy, he's fucking hilarious, um, he and me were, were talking, and I remember him saying, he said, you know, Right now, you can't wait to graduate, but in a couple years, you're going to look back on this and you're going to wish you could be back in this point in life. And I remember, you know, I was always pretty optimistic with that stuff. So I was like, yeah, you know, he's probably right. And it is crazy how life, in a sense, moves on and things get left behind. You know, people get left behind, people pass away, uh, unexpected things happen. And it's crazy how. Like, I feel like there's been things in my life where I'm like, oh, you know, when this is gone, I'm going to miss it. But I feel like you never, in a sense, always miss those things. Like, sometimes they just fade away. And there's other things that, like, I didn't know how good they were when I had them or I didn't know how much I necessarily appreciated them. And it could be as simple as, you know, just somebody, you know, taking out taking the trash out on a certain day and you don't notice it and then when it's gone you really reminisce you sit there and you go back in time and you miss it and that's the things i think we're not prepared for at the first got a package delivered uh, completely unrelated the other night overnight i never had that they delivered it at like 4 30 in the morning that's crazy what type of world we live in? I feel like futuristic. Like this is, is this what the Jetsons predicted? Like, um, yeah, I guess, I guess I can wrap it up and I guess finish this off. This was just a nice little special episode for me. Kind of thank the fans and sit here and, and, you know, you do, you see a lot of interviews. I do a lot of interviews with people, but I, I don't talk that much. I mean, anybody who knows me outside of here in real life knows I don't shut up. So talking has never been a problem I've had in life. Uh, but 
I do think that it's it's important, and I, I love the aspect of the interviews. I really do. I love sitting down with these people, uh, you know, that I have on here. I love talking to them. I love getting, kind of, in a sense, look into their life, and it it, it just amazes me. And I, I have such a fun time doing it. And I figured I would uh, kind of open up myself here a little bit and show you guys a little, uh, a little bit into my life. I know. I'll show you. Well, why are you still talking on the radio? He knows he's talking on the radio. Um, I'll get off. I'll get off. I'm off he just keeps talking along. He needs to get off, boy. I'll, I'll get off the radio. Um, but uh, I just, you know, want to continue to say, you know, thank you to everybody who listens. I know the numbers keep going up every episode we post, and more and more people keep joining in and, and you know, watching, and I really do appreciate it, and I know a lot of my guests do appreciate it, and, and we really do have such just a fun time doing this, and I'd I'd like to open up a little bit more and and get some more of my own you know personal takes and kind of my sense of humor comedy into this, and um, I think we'll bust that out with some more things coming on. Hey boy, you said you're gonna be done talking soon. Yeah, I'll get off. I'll get off. Alrighty, well, thank you all for joining in for I guess this little special episode, how however long it may be, and. I I appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, Thanks.